Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning as we continue to discuss God's Word together. But before we do that, how about we take a moment to pray? Yes, ma'am. Lord, we just thank you for today and for the joy that you give us, Lord, and for uh, personalities that we have, Lord, that we can enjoy you, Lord, and that we can enjoy the personalities of those around us, Lord, that we can have fun together, Lord, and we can grow and we can learn together as well, Lord. And we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have placed in our midst today, Lord, for those that are here, Lord, and those that are at work, God, that you are guiding them, Lord, that you're teaching them, and that you are blessing them, Lord, and that you're covering them with your hand, Lord, and they can find refuge underneath the wings of you, God. And so we just thank you for another opportunity to learn more about you, God, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody, as we continue in Romans 8. And as we stated in the previous podcast, we're continuing with verses 26 through 33. So could I get a volunteer to read that? And then, of course... We're going to open it up and Ladine lead the way on mm-hmm. discussion and sharing what the Holy Spirit has laid on his and everyone else's hearts. Too. Would you permit me to hijack for just a moment before you do that? Absolutely, brother. Just unrelated, but uh, lately in your prayer, you said uh, you know, we get to appreciate the personalities of all that are here and have fun. And I just want to remind all the listeners, we're, you're invited to join us. Um, what you hear isn't all that goes on in the lessons and our time in discussing God's word. And we, we enthusiastically and because of the Holy Spirit get to enjoy expanding and expounding on God's word together. Mm -hmm. And there's a wonderful union and fellowship that comes with that. So there's an open invitation for you to physically join us anytime. If you're going to be in the the greater Hampton Roads area here, mm-hmm. Chesapeake, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, that area is where we are. And we just open invitation for you to join us. We mm-hmm. just appreciate it. And if, if you can't join us in person, please email us with questions or comments. And if, if there's if they're something that needs to be shared, we're happy to share them on air or present them because we want everybody to be blessed by this fellowship. And we want every, oh, each of you have the opportunity as well to be blessed by that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you. And let's get to the word, shall we? Amen. Okay. So, yes. can I get a volunteer to read those scriptures, please? I will. <clears throat> All right, Charles. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us, also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, He who searches the hearts knows that what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew. He also for predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called whom he called these he 
also justified, in whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to those things, to these things, sorry? Mm -hmm. If God is for us, who can be against us? Mm -hmm. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Amen. 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 Dean, brother. Please so, take us off. This is uh, our third go round in this section. Uh, yes. This section of scripture, yes. Yes, this is correct. our third go round. And we have not made it past the first three verses yet. <laughs> so we've alluded to some of the others, but yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and I'm not going to go past the first three either. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so um um you I've had uh well let me let me get into. So it's um uh, specifically um I'm going to move into what's happening here with the spirit interceding. Um I had uh um was praying with a dear brother and sister one time in my house. Uh we just felt led to all three of us get on our knees. We were right in front of my couch, and we were praying, and um, something came up from out of me, um, this loud groaning that came out, and now it was extremely loud, and um, it, it would not release me for a good 10 minutes, and these groanings and all came out of me, and it also even felt like something else was coming out of me as well. I don't know what the what God was doing. It was never revealed to me fully what that was. I never understood the groanings, but they they I mean they they left me almost as if like I'd done a bunch of sit ups or something because it was a there was a pain later from the muscles in my stomach from the depth of the groanings coming out of me and the volume coming out of me and I was completely out of control. It was nothing I could do to stop it. It was. Uh, so when I read this passage, I think of that, you know, I, I'm, I will never forget that moment. And I know that the Holy Spirit was, in, was doing something in that, but it was never given to me what that was. Um, the best way I could interpret is that, that this, there was something in me that had to come out. Is what I, I felt like more than anything else and more that, that the Holy Spirit was praying for me. The Holy Spirit was removing something in me. And I don't know what that was. <clears throat> and I don't know that's accurate because, again, it was never revealed to me. Um, but this is a this is a place where um, a lot of people move into tongues, and you're supposed to have a, a you know the the Holy Spirit speaks to you through tongues, and um, and then you know some people tie it into well you know I'll, I'll my rebuttal typically is you know well um, God gives to each different gifts, and it specifies tongues, and tongues isn't um, in that particular section of scripture isn't isn't indicated that everybody has it and i'll talk to other people who say they try to point to scripture to say well tongues is a prayer language that's given to all and it's a manifestation of the holy spirit and so if you have the holy spirit you have tongues and it's the seal of the holy spirit that you have tongues so uh, i get very confused in this whole section and all this i'm unsettled in all that and so as we say from a good friend of ours, Tom, I'm, I'm throwing that hand grenade out there, but I'm also holding it very loosely because um, I realize this could be um, several sessions just speaking in tongues and teaching about it, and it may not be appropriate now. But I, I figure there's other people thinking, feeling, wanting to have answers to the same thing. So even if it's not the right time, I wanted to put it out there. So I'm opening up. I'm throwing the floor back, really, to um, 
some comments on that as you feel led. And again, if and now's not the time, that really is okay. So as we talk about tongues, First Corinthians twelve, right? It talks about tongues in there as a gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Specifically in verse 10, right? Yes. To another work of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues, right? Mm -hmm. But if we back up, right? Um, oh, sorry, verse 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul addresses tongues. And we've covered this a little bit in that, uh, in our podcast when we were going over Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians. So, so there is that available um, if people want to listen to that. But in verse 22, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 22, it says, Therefore, Tongues are for a sign, right? So what's it a sign of? The baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Prophesying is not for unbelievers, but to those who believe, right? It has been taught that, again, tongues are for a sign. It, it, confirms that the Holy Spirit is in you. That is, for many, that is the first thing that happens when they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, our tongues. That's not the only way that um, you know that you know you've received the Holy Spirit. Right? Like in anything, it first happens through faith. Through faith in Christ, because, and we've already covered this, even in this uh, chapter 7 and 8, right? How John the Baptist stated about Jesus, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Mm -hmm. Yes? yes? Yes. Okay, so so as it pertains to tongues, it is a sign. It is proof, demonstration of the Holy Spirit, or your baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit living and working in and through you. It's not the only one, right? Especially as you look at 1 Corinthians 12. There are many gifts. And like all gifts, right? They are given at will by the Holy Spirit. We just covered that. And I'll say it in this way. It's like anything, it's like anything else. We have to grow in them, right? Um, I talked about uh, Brother Stormont in a previous podcast. And one of the things he said uh, about a, a brother that had gifts, he said, um, cause he's talked about his prayer language and he said it was, it was kind of feeble. It was, you know, <laughs> others would say it's a, it's a baby language. You know, you can only say, but you know, a few words and you just say it over and over. Cause that's what he had. So he said, don't pray out loud in a, like a church setting is what, uh, brother Stormont instructed this one individual to do 
but he said, pray in tongues every day. And he said, it's, it's like a muscle, right? He's like, the Lord gives perfect gifts. So he hasn't given you a, a weak gift. He's like, but you need to exercise and understand your gift, right? And he equated it as an example to driving a vehicle. And this individual that had this feeble gift didn't know how to drive. So, so Brother Stormont says, well, if I gave you the keys, he was like, how far do you think you'd be able to get in a car? And he said, no, well, I'm like crashing, uh, you know, the telephone pole in the parking lot. All right. And he's like, if you could even get it started, he's like, but I could get in and I could drive as far as that tank of gas had. And he said, but that's because you know how to drive. All right. The, this, this brother said to George Stormont, he said, so that's because you know how to drive. He's like, yes. So the same thing here. You've been given this gift. Now you have to understand how to use it. And again, we have the Holy Spirit, right? And we just went over those verses again yesterday to teach us, to lead us, to guide us in all truth. And, right, he teaches us all things, which is truth. And bring to our remembrance everything that we've already been taught or Jesus has already told us and spoken to us. And we've already established that the Holy Spirit makes it plain to us. He speaks plainly, not in parables, right? He tells us plainly. So he will instruct us plainly. We have to actually adhere to what he says and apply it to our lives. Mm-hmm. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in particular, as well as um, chapter 12, if you look at how these how he's talking about the different gifts. I think I've said this before in other podcasts that we might often use the same word to describe different things. So you have to understand the context in which the word is being used. Mm-hmm. We do have a prayer, uh, heavenly prayer language from the Lord. The Bible says that God gives to all liberally who ask if we're lacking anything, we should ask him and he gives it to us um, without reproach. Yes. He's talking about wisdom, but he's also talking about the gifts of the present of the spirit of God. He's talking about everything that God has ask. Um, so in chapter 14 in particular, he's talking about how they speak to other people, how they speak in relationship and converse conversing with other people. So my heavenly prayer language is for me and my closet, Mm -hmm. but the gifts that he's talking about here in, in chapter 12 and 14 of first Corinthians is a public use of said gifts and it comes together in a set tongues and interpretation because it's distinguishing between the your personal prayer language and yes you can ask god to give you the interpretation of that but that has nothing to do with anybody else it's not relevant to any other person but when we're using them as part of our um ministry efforts in in front of or in relationship to other people as in speaking with them me speaking in my heavenly prayer language you don't get any benefit from it unless there's an interpretation. So the way the whole, the, the Bible says that these gifts were given all and the Holy spirit is the one who is he's governing all of these gifts. So keep in mind your personal prayer language and your public ministry. Those are two different things, similar, but different. They're different because one is for you to speak to God between you and him. The other one is used to edify the rest of the body. So sure, in a roundabout way, me spending time with the Lord 
other people are blessed by it because ultimately the fruit of God will come out of me for that. But if you were going, I need to hear from the Lord and this is what's on my heart. And then I come and speak to you in tongues. You're going to go, uh, thanks. How does that help? Blink, blink. (laughs) Unless there's an interpretation. So working of miracles is for your ministry, public ministry. Uh You receive healing in your personal life. Similar, but different. There's different applications of them. So just understanding that distinction makes it easier to um, walk with the Lord concerning this and not feel overwhelmed or confused or... Oh, okay. You got something, LaCharles? Yes, Mark. You can continue. (laughs) If always, I can go to the fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So... We still have made it past the third verse. I think there's going to be a fourth one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so just understanding that. So when, when the Spirit is talking about he's giving these th- different things and not all are speaking with tongues, and he's talking about in the public ministry because he's working all of these gifts together to edify the body of Christ. Now, you and your personal life is a different matter. Connected, similar, but still different. So let me clarify what I think you just said, because I think that's important. So you're saying what was just being mentioned in 12 as the gift of tongues is a gift of tongues for public ministry. Yes. And that's, that gift is not to all. Yes. But you're saying the gift of tongues for your, for your personal prayer life is to all. Yes. It's available Absolutely. to whoever would ask. Whoever Absolutely. wants it. Is he going to force it on you? No. But if you desire it, because he said, ask and you shall receive, and how much more so will the Father give you the Holy Spirit, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him, then the receiving of that is simply by faith going, okay, I believe I receive it and I have it. Amen. There you go. And then when it comes to using that, the person, I'm talking about the personal gift because Mm -hmm. the personal gift I can do as I will. The public gift is how the Holy Spirit wills. That's what distinguishes the two of them. Uh, Well, one of the things that distinguishes. For the public ministry, the Lord uses the gift options that he wants to. Now, for our personal prayer language, I can pray in the Spirit anytime I want because that's for me. That's mine. Mm -hmm. I have that. That's my language with God. And if... And and you see Paul address that, um, especially in in chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14. says, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. He also is denoting that he did not do it publicly because he's setting kind of order and, and discipline and, you know, a structure, if you will, of, of a, a structure of order and decency within, hey, this is what it should look like in the church as opposed to our personal lives. Yeah, well, but so in that particular section that you're referencing there, he, he also, I, I thought he says, um, and it would be great if everybody did pray in tongues but seek the greater gifts. Does he not say in that section? Because I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure where you're referencing. Uh, so. Yeah, so in chapter 14, verse 5, that what you're talking about, says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless he interprets that the church may receive edification. But as we look at that, he's still talking about it being done publicly, not in your private life. Like, so, yes, I wish you all would speak in tongues in a public setting. I wish you all, and you could put in any of the gifts of the Spirit, I wish you all would heal people in a public setting. 
or conduct miracles that led to healing, or you could put anything in there. But he's saying prophecy is a greater gift, and you see that with Moses back in in the Old Testament, right? When he's uh, the seventy, uh, the Lord takes the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that He had put on Moses, and He also distributes some of that same Spirit to the seventy elders. And of course, some come back prophesying, and Joshua was upset and a little jealous, right? Because he didn't want excuse me, the credit to be taken from Moses or have his, you know, the appearance and natural, of course, his capacity as a leader diminished. And Moses is like, don't be jealous for my sake. I wish that everyone would prophesy. Well, why? Because prophecy is literally speaking the word of the Lord. Like a prophet is a mouthpiece of the Lord saying exactly what, what they were told to say by the Father through the Holy Spirit. It's a declaration exactly. of the mysteries, the will, and the word of God. It's a declaration that tells secret things. Um, so back to 1 Corinthians verse 14, he's distinguishing how to use these because people were coming into the public public setting and using their personal gift as, as though it should be understood by all when there was an interpretation of that tongue. So he was going, wait. Yes, you have a gift from the Lord, but these are this is the way that you use these things. Yes, I want you to pray in tongues. I do. But I need you to prophesy <laughs> in front of when you come together as a, as a body because then you're edified. If you're simply, if I'm making a declaration to you with my personal gifting of tongues, there's not edification on the inside of you because I'm speaking to God. Right? You see that in verse 2. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. However, mm-hmm. when he talks about praying or using the gift of tongues and interpretation in public ministry, he's talking to men. You understand the difference? Yes. Okay. So in one, he's going, this is you and God talking, you and God having your conversation. Use this. I want you to use it. Don't stop using it. However, when you come together, it's not, that's not the place or the time for this. You, while you're talking to me or someone else that you're ministering to that gifting is by utterance of the Holy spirit And this one is you talking to people. So if someone, the Lord has a word, right? And it comes through a Holy Spirit inspired tongue. Mm -hmm. If he's the one inspiring that, there is an interpretation because he knows his own rules. Does that make sense? Yes. He knows his own rules and he doesn't. Violate them. He doesn't break his own rules. He doesn't violate them. So in this area, he's going, okay, guys. This is the perfection of working and operating in the things of God so that the enemy doesn't cause confusion amongst you. While you're, you're trying to do what's right, let me just straighten it out for you. This is a good gift, and it's purposeful in the life of the believer. And when you're coming together as a body, ministering in this way is effective, more beneficial for the edification of the church. Right, because that's what we're supposed to be doing when we come together as a body. When you're in your personal time with the Lord, that's you and Him. You're being edified. When you're in your public ministry, that is for the body to be edified. Ministering to others, their needs. Exactly. But and and you can have be ministered to as well. We're Absolutely. not excluded. But the the focus and the purpose is not my my own personal um conversation with God per se, especially if I'm delivering um, a word from the Lord or something of that nature, ask the Holy Spirit and be perfected. So if the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, he's ministering to me and I'm praying in tongues with him, get the word from the Lord. 
So he's saying, ask Holy Spirit quietly, go, Lord, what, what's going on? What are you saying in this? Let him interpret it and then prophesy what he's been telling you. So it's clear, right? Because then, Holy- then everyone is blessed and can benefit and can receive the word and move forward. Right. And so if there is a word that comes forth by tongues and that's inspired by the Holy Spirit, there must be interpretation. So that kind of distinguishes, you know, like I said, what, which, one, which one we're working in. And just to help us know what we're supposed to do when we come together because these things were still new to them. So back to God giving good gifts and um, back to Romans chapter 8. The Holy Spirit, with groanings which cannot be uttered, him interceding for us, our gift of tongues, our personal gift, is unique. And it will sound the same. It will sound different, even coming out of the same person. Mm -hmm. And as the Holy Spirit is ministering through us, that's okay. It's okay. Now, for the person that, that goes, well, I prayed, but I didn't receive it, then I would go, I would challenge you to go, where is your faith? Because God said, if we ask, we shall receive, right? Yes. God said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God, right? Yes. Without doubting, (laughs) nothing wavering, and he will receive whatever it is that he asked for. Mm -hmm. So take it by faith. It's not, I see it, now I know I have it. It's because I ask God, and I believe he is a good father and gives to me good gifts. So I have it by faith, just like we see in Mark 11, um, 24. Can you read that to me, sweetheart? Yes. Go for it. Um, he says... Mark eleven twenty four. Um, let me look at it. Let's see. It should be around twenty three, or so. Let me make it two. Do you want to start with the whole lesson of the fig tree, or just that part? Um, part? Okay, twenty three and twenty four, please. Actually, you can read twenty two to twenty four. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. Okay. And so by that standard, if you ask God, believe that he gave it to you believe you received it from him and that's praying in tongues any gifts of the holy spirit healing anything that god has for us you have to receive it by faith and then that settles it that settles it on the inside of you it's not a matter of i see it now i believe because we just covered that in romans earlier right yes um for why does one hope for the things he can see? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So taking it by faith is not believing that I've seen it. Now I've got confirmation that this is the truth. I believe it. My confirmation is God said he would do it. And now because I'm, I'm convinced of his faithfulness, now I stand and do what he said. Now I open my mouth and speak. And let's look back at Acts. And you see it manifested, right? Absolutely. As we were talking about oh, earlier or in a previous episode about 
Wigglesworth and the three aspects of faith, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's the ministering or speaking part. There is the operating, which is moving forward in it, believing without doubting, and then seeing the manifestation. Mm-hmm. And let's look at Acts chapter two, verse, first couple of verses, just to solidify how we work in this with God. And it's not him um, making us to do something or forcing us against his will because it's outside of his character. Mm-hmm. But he does come in where, we, where we're weak and inspire us to help us do the things that he wills, that he's provided for us and that he desires. Uh, verse, or chapter 2, verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So looking at verse 4, who began to speak? Was it the Holy Spirit making them speak, or was it they who began to speak? They They began began to speak. And he inspired them by giving them utterance, giving words to their action, to what they were actually doing. So as we receive this by faith and we take what God, he said that if we ask, we will receive. He'll give it to us. So we believe that. And now by faith, I open my mouth, believing and understanding and being confident that the Holy Spirit will put the words there that he desires to provide as my heavenly language. Not him trying to force it out of me now and i will say when the experience that you had dean where it felt like man i can't stop this but i what's going on that was you being out of the reins of holding things back that didn't mean that god and i'm not saying that you feel this way but i'm just saying for clarification it didn't mean that god made you do this against your will but you were open to him and you let him move through you that's why he was able to accomplish something through you And the gift of tongues uh, for your personal side is no different. But even on us being used by God in public ministry, the laying on of hands, healings, miracles, things of that nature, it's not God going, I'm making you you carry out a miracle. It's going, I'm open to you, God, and I'm going to let you use my vessel however you see fit, and I'm yielding myself to you. I'm allowing you to do your will, Holy Spirit, through me. And that's how those things take place. So... In your personal language, as you practice, initially it does feel and sound weird. And you're like, uh, is this right? Is it okay? But the more you spend time with God, the more you perfect it, the more comfortable and confident you become in it. But the reception of it happens as we ask and we believe by faith that we receive it. Now, we can pray and lay hands for that or pray for other people. And at the same time, you can receive that. They were just standing in a, they were actually in the place that God told them to be. They were standing where Jesus told them to remain until he came back or to the Holy Spirit came and they received and their hearts were open. That was the reception. They believed that they would have what God said for them. Their hearts were open. And then when the Holy Spirit came, they began to speak. They received and they began to speak with other tongues as he gave them utterance. So, sorry, I went over a little bit there. No, that's... Perfectly fine. Clearly it was needed. Clearly it was needed. And uh, we're also given an example, if you will, in um, Acts 7. Uh, Stephen and his defense, Mm -hmm. right, of the gospel. 
verse 34. Well, it's really 30, 31 through 34. Moses saw it and he marveled at the sight, and I'm talking about the, the burning bush that was not consumed. Mm-hmm. And the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I'm the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not to look, and the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, take the sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and he says, I have heard their groaning, and have come down to deliver them, and come now, I will send you to Egypt. So when we're speaking or praying in tongues, as mm-hmm. was pointed out, we don't all, we don't always know what was said said or stated, and that's our for our personal time, right? But the Lord knows. That's the heavenly language. The Lord knows it, and he knows what was said and meant. So it doesn't specifically state that they were praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And you can look at groanings as complainings as well, right? But typically in scripture, both are stated, right? Whether it's groanings or whether it's complaining, there's, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing new under the sun. The Holy Spirit has been here hovering over the waters since before anything was created. Mm-hmm. So you can infer, you can deduce, whatever way you want to describe it, that they were also praying in tongues then. Yes? Yes. Okay. So let's pause there for today because we've already gone a little over. Um, Trying to be respectful of people's time. Um, And of course, reach out to us and, and contact us if you have any questions or um, you know, what we have shared has ministered to you and helped you grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord. Amen. 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 All right. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. And just thank you for coming into our lives and just setting things straight. And Lord, I also just thank you for Making where our profession isn't void or empty. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Hmm. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.